Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter in studio today with Nick Morley. Hey, Nick. How's it going? Eli will not be joining us today. He is across the Atlantic Ocean touring Europe. So I guess we can truly question his commitment to the Hive Mind podcast. Right. Uh, what have you been watching? Uh, restarted 30 Rock. Ah, uh, classic. Right? Uh, what prompted that? Um, a 20-minute quick episode. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't have the time for a hour-long consumption uh, yes. without staying up until 1 o'clock in the morning. Yes. So uh, we've been going through 30 Rock Season 1, and it's – I forget – that the beginning of it is just as good as the last season. It like they hit their stride like right from the get go. It's rare that you're hooked on a show's pilot, right? Right. It usually takes a few episodes, but yep. the first episode of Thirty Rock, you're like, oh, I'm into this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, are you gonna watch the whole thing the whole way through? Yes. Or do for like you, the fifth time. Do you ever skip episodes? Never. Really? Never. Never with 30 Rock. On The Office, I skip episodes. On Parks and Rec, I skip episodes. I never skip with with 30 Rock. So this is your fifth time through? Fifth time. Yeah. Have you ever skipped any for 30 Rock? Are there any episodes? There's a couple that I've just seen so many times that I can't watch them anymore. Ashley doesn't like the live episodes. Oh, yeah. I skipped the live episodes. She doesn't like the live ones. They make me uncomfortable. Because they make all the references to like the Spanish soap operas, like that's like that's what it looks like through the camera lens, and I think there's so many funny bits that they throw at that. But I don't know, I never skip them. Good for you. Yeah, a true fan. I'm, I'm an aristocrat when it comes to Thirty Rock. I'm kind of jealous that you're watching it all the way through again. It's on Hulu. Go Not for that it. there's anything stopping me. I just <laughs> it's just uh, you know it's like a commitment. Yeah, oh, it is. Oh, for sure. Um, but I usually do it once a year, so I'll catch up to you soon, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Anything else? Um, I got a new podcast. Uh, it's from the Wonderly Podcast Network. Have you ever listened to any of those? I haven't. So um, it's called Business Wars. Ooh. So it goes into um, Netflix versus Blockbuster, Adidas versus cool. Nike. Um, go into all the little idiosyncrasies of those relationships and how, how they panned out and how they're still going. So uh, season one is Netflix versus Blockbuster, and it is... Fascinating. Hmm. Have to check it out. Yeah, check it out. Um, I finished all of the available episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine on Hulu, so I think I'm caught up for the series. Yeah. So I finished that recently too. What did you think of the end? Were you expecting a bigger wedding? No, I knew that it really? would end up being at the police station. Okay. That was, that, I mean, as soon as they that got was, engaged, I was like, they're yeah. getting married at the police station. Yeah, probably right. She, to me, Amy is the weak link in that show. She's not a great actress. She's not, but it's interesting. I read an article in The Atlantic a couple of weeks ago, and the writer said that she, she was the favorite character of of the writer that wrote the article. Really? Yeah, and I was the whole time I was like, you were... Crazy. The I, the idea of her character is really funny, right? The episode where she becomes a sergeant and she has to deal with her own Amy, I thought was really funny. That was funny. a really funny idea. I just wish that she sold her character more than she does. To me, it always feels like she's overacting and reciting her lines. Yeah, she kind of has her shtick that she's like OCD. 
yeah. needs a cigarette every now and again, which I think is a funny little bit to throw in, but it's there's no variation in the character. My favorite will always be Chelsea Peretti. Um, I think that she's the real standout of that show. I really like um, Andy Samberg. Raymond Holt, uh, Captain Holt, I think makes the show... Uh, it's just something about Amy. I'm just like, I just, you could easily be replaced. Easy. Yeah. You couldn't replace Raymond Holt. You couldn't replace Gina, Chelsea Pretty. No. Um, and Andy Samberg is, I think, the glue that holds the show together. I like Charles Boyle. I like too. Charles Boyle, too. <laughs> Rosa, I'm like, yeah, again, Rose, I feel Rosa, like this this is replaceable. Right. Um, And she's got the one thing. But, I, I mean... The, all that is to say that I really enjoyed watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Um, it's not my 30 Rock. No. I'm not no. going to watch it once a year. I will watch the final season when it comes out. So it's funny. This is the That's the fourth show that those guys have done, right? Dan Gore and Mike Schur. Yeah. And do you think it's the worst one out of the four? They did The Office. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. The Good Place. The Good Place. Brooklyn. Yeah. I'd say it's the I, worst. It's the worst, right? But it's like the worst cheesecake I've ever eaten. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, absolutely. And that, that's, I'm still gonna eat it. That's like a testament to what they've what they've accomplished. You know, like every single show, they like create a community and like a like a set of characters that you love to be around. Absolutely. And so, and I still love to be around these people for sure. Yeah, I think the Good Place. Um, we're only two seasons in, but I think the Good Place is doing things I didn't know were possible mm-hmm. on TV. Um, and I think it actually might be my favorite for that reason. What things are you talking about? Oh, like getting into deep philosophy in every episode. Yeah. Deep, like ethical dilemmas in every episode of a 30 minute sitcom. That's astounding. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like the acting is incredible. I feel like the set design is incredible. It's so imaginative. Uh, and it's not for everybody. I think that some people would have very little tolerance for it, but if it's your kind of humor, it's your kind of humor. For like sure. every frame of that show has jokes in it, but not like not like Thirty Rock, yeah. like joke, 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 joke. Just like right. subtle, fun things, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah. So I can't wait for the third season, which I think is coming out later this summer, if I remember. I actually have started listening to the Good Place podcast about the filming of the Good Place. Um, super interesting. Very cool. Um, who produces it? Who does it? NBC. Really? Yeah, NBC does a podcast. Um, the guy who plays Sean, who is also on Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah. <laughs> as Raymond Holt, and he been. shows up in Parks and Rec as a uh, uh, part the, of the other town. The lawyer, right? the doc, no, the doctor's lawyer that wants to buy Tom's uh, swag, uh, rent a swag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. He hosts the podcast, and the first episode is with Michael Schur. Um, talking about philosophy in the show and what it took to get ready to make sure. the show is super interesting. Speaking of podcasts, mm-hmm. I've also started listening to a podcast called This Had Oscar Buzz, where they take movies that like took themselves very seriously. <laughs> Total Oscar bait, just like Yeah. Like we're we're gunning for Oscars yeah. and like didn't get nominated <laughs> for anything. And they like they say that they perform the autopsy on these movies. So some of my favorite episodes have been Mona Lisa Smile, which is, you watch that movie and you're like, oh my gosh, you were trying so hard. <laughs> Everybody was trying so hard. And like, pay it forward. 
Okay. Which was just awful. Like, Mm -hmm. just awful and, like, offensive on so many levels. Um, And it's just, it's like when you find the people who are as weird as you are and, like, talking about the things you like talking about as in-depth as you do. Uh, It's great. It's like spending my commute with two of my best gay friends talking about (laughs) movies that went horribly wrong. Nice. Uh, Oh, perfect. Anyway, that's what I've been watching slash consuming. Anything else from you? Oh, nothing yet. I'm I'm excited for today's, okay. today's Today, topic. The subtitle of today's episode is These Pretzels Are Making Me Thirsty because we are diving into Seinfeld, the show that defined a generation's sense of humor. I, I don't even know where to start with Seinfeld because it's... I'm watching it for like the millionth time, right? I've seen yeah. every episode here or there on reruns. You don't have to watch them in no. order. It doesn't matter. No. Not a single episode connects to the next episode. You can watch a se- an episode from season one and then season nine, and you're totally fine. Yeah, they do have running bits. Like, then they have characters that occur into their lives like, yeah. as the time goes on, but it, you're not missing much. As- so what stands out for me, to me, for, with Seinfeld is with a lot of sitcoms that have, like, stood the test of time, they're very straightforward, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I love Lucy. Very, yeah. like... Here's a family. Yep. Here's some goofy things that happen. It's funny. End of episode. Seinfeld's pretty weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like rewatching it, I'm like, this is they're weird. Oh, like, yeah. and some of the jokes are super weird. And they're horrible people. They Just are the worst. awful people. <laughs> uh, we recently watched the episode where Jerry and Elaine go to a party with George because George wants to sleep with a woman he's working with. Sure. Uh, they're too good to talk to anybody at the party. Uh, this woman says, have you seen my fiancé? Has anyone seen my fiancé? And Elaine, out of nowhere, says, maybe a dingo ate your fiancé. <laughs> like, the- what is that? And then she just kind of sits there. And, like, I don't know if it was, like, a reference at the time yeah. or if, like, it's just as weird then as it is watching it now. There's just all kinds of, like, throwaway weird little bits that I feel like maybe the actors themselves wanted to throw in. Mm-hmm. And Larry David was like, I don't give a crap. Do whatever right. you want. Yeah. And it's very Larry David-y. Mm-hmm. I watched Curb Your Enthusiasm straight through last year. And, like, going back and watching Seinfeld now, oh. I'm like, oh, wow. Do you, like, hate everybody now after going through Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> More so than than before. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. And you're right. They're terrible. They're people. awful people. But awful people. Yeah. My favorite episode is the one where they uh, they steal O'Brien's limo from the airport because car- George's car breaks down on the way to pick up Jerry. Turns out O'Brien's the leader of the Aryan Nation. Instead of like getting out of the car, they just like go with <laughs> they it because they think they're gonna get tickets to the Bulls game, the Knicks game yeah. against the Bulls. It's just, it's like astounding. Yeah. When's the last time you watched it? Um, I watched it about a month ago, and I, I just turn an episode on every now and again right. when, when I need something. But um, one of my favorite podcasts that I listened to, they had Brian Cranston on, um, who's the dentist that shows up. Anti-dentite. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and it was a really funny story. He was, so he were on the set, and it's the episode where Jerry thinks that he gets violated while he's... Under the oh, gas right, right. of the dentist. <laughs> yeah. So his shirt's untucked and, and everything. And, yeah, what happened to me? But um, so they're on set and they, he's reading through the script on set. And um, the guy that's fixing the lighting behind Brian Cranston says, hey, you know what would be funny is if before you put the gas on Jerry, you took a huff of it first and 
then put it on put it on Jerry. <laughs> and he's like, who is this guy and why are you giving me comedic advice? But he's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot and I'll see what Larry thinks. And so he takes a huff of it and then puts it on Jerry and everyone just busted up <laughs> laughing on set. And Larry David could not be contained. And he's, oh, that's brilliant. That's great. <laughs> Keep it in there. And I, I just wonder how many times that happened. On Seinfeld, I mean, like, I know that Jerry and Larry were running the whole show, but, like, you have to think that um, Michael Richards and Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Jason Alexander had input. Do you think they ad-libbed a lot of that? Uh, Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, Another thing I wanted to talk about, speaking of those actors, is every time I watch it, I am blown away by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Jerry cannot act. Jerry can't keep a straight face in any of the scenes. Uh, Michael Richards has his yeah. stick, right? I mean, I mean it's, and not, it's great. It's not hard to be Kramer. No. Like, he does it great. Hilarious. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. But there are guys that could be as It's as very crazy. one note. Oh, for sure. And I'd say the same of George, mm-hmm. uh, who's just Larry David. Yeah. Elaine, they give Julia Louis-Dreyfus so much to do in that show. Mm-hmm. And she's so nuanced and so deeply funny. The funniest of that entire cast, far and away. Oh, easily. And you watch her in Veep, and you're like, yes, this was the natural yeah. progression of Elaine. Yeah. I am astounded by her talent. I'm astounded by the characteristics they give her, where she's very politically passionate. Uh, and for some reason, that's like the one regard in which she's a good person. Like, she stands by her political yeah. beliefs, but totally selfish. I'm totally awful to everyone in her life. Amazing in it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's telling now that her career has gone as well as it has. Whereas the other guys, I'm sure they're doing fine. Yeah. But after Seinfeld, that was that was their the end of it. That was the climax of of Jerry and George and Kramer. You're you're never gonna see them in anything better. Another thing that's uh, struck me is these people are meant to be 36, and they go everywhere together. They go to doctor's appointments. <laughs> Together. (laughs) Like, they go shopping together all the time. And they never have to be at work. No. And George has never had a job. And they're they're living in New York City. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what does Kramer do? How is he paying rent for that huge apartment? And that diner, I know it was back in the day, but it can't be that cheap that they're there every single day. Right? It's, like, astounding. And I have to wonder, is this some people's reality? If you're single and living in the city and you're 36, are your friends that much a part of your life? Or was it just in service to the show that Elaine is going with George to his massage <laughs> to his appointment? massage appointment, yeah. Um, yeah, there's no way. That, that's, and we haven't seen that in any other sitcom. Right? No, like friends, I feel like they all had their own lives. Yeah. And they would like meet at the coffee shop and do things together, but not go shopping everywhere together all the time. Right. Right? Yeah. There's no way. Like, and it's a little weird. Yeah, but kind of endearing. Like, it's like, how great is it that you have a friend that like wants to go with you to the dentist? Like, sure. And to your work Christmas party and like to sure. all these yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. And they know everybody's boss, and like they've been to to every other work function with yeah. them. It's amazing. I, I'm we're right now just kind of picking and choosing our episodes. Yeah. We tried to watch the whole thing beginning to end, and it get you get fatigued. Oh, for sure. And season one isn't awesome. 
Season like, one, they're trying to get Jerry and Elaine together. Like, I think the studio really wanted that yeah, to they, happen. And then they were like, eh, The show's so much better when they're not trying to better. do that. Speaking of which, Jerry's girlfriends are like tens. Are, are George's many... girlfriends yeah. are tens. <laughs> are that many women into stand-up comedians? I'm like, that's... Jerry, I can like kind of understand it, like kind of goofy looking, right. but successful, sure. nice apartment, yeah. clean, George. funny. George, I'm like, what are you doing? No job, moved in with his parents <laughs> Bald, at one point. Bald, short, fat. <laughs> no self-esteem whatsoever. What are you doing? Until the opposite day episode, and then everything turned around for us. Yeah, but. I mean, of course, and that's always been a thing, like how this is not real. None of this is real, but I, I, these people are terrible, but I want to spend more time with them. Is it, it's just... Is, is that the reason, though, that you want to spend more time with them? Because sometimes you're like, I should say this to this person that really pissed me off. And, it, like, if, if George or Elaine were here, they totally would. And, like, you kind of want to live, like, vicariously through their experiences. Like, someone pisses you off at the drive-thru and you're like, oh, I should say this to them. But, like, you just, like, you don't want to... <laughs> No, those scenes actually make me kind of uncomfortable. I think it's just the jokes that they... My favorite moment in the whole series. George is dating a woman who looks like Jerry. And Elaine points it out to Jerry. And they're at the diner and she's like, Jerry, George's girlfriend looks just like you. And Jerry's like, what? Really? And she's like, yeah. He's like... No, she doesn't. And Elaine's like, you know what? I don't care. And then she goes back to reading the newspaper. Like, that's deeply funny to me. Yeah. That, like, she, I don't care. Think what you want to think. Do what you want to do. It's just, like, the weird moments like that that make Seinfeld special Mm -hmm. for me. They're terrible people, but I can live with that. Yeah. I'd still enjoy the show if they were good people. Really? Yeah. What keeps you coming back? There are so many rewatchable episodes. Um, and so many characters that you want to see again. Like, I love it when Jerry's parents are in town. Like, I think that always leads to a funny interaction. I love Uncle Leo. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there are too many hijinks that Jerry gets into with his family. And somehow George is involved, too. And then George's parents and Jerry's parents hate each other. And, like, there, there are so many little side stories that as you keep watching the show, you remember, like, oh, yeah, like the astronaut pen and, like, um, George was a hand model at one point, and like they bring up like Master of Your Domain and like uh-huh. <laughs> things like that. And so it's like if you know you're a loyal watcher of the show, like I I think Larry David honored those people by throwing in those little bits. So it's like oh yeah, I remember that happened and this happened, and then you can you can recall that, and then you want to go back and watch those again. So I think that even better than the actors on Seinfeld is the writers. Um, And I've seen an interview or two with many of them. Um, And they talk about how Larry and Jerry responded best to episodes that were written based on real-world interactions. So Festivus was a real holiday. Was it really? For one of the writers. Like a a poll. His dad insisted that they celebrate Festivus with a poll and they would air their grievances. And the way he describes it was you never knew when Festivus was coming. It was like a floating holiday and his dad would just announce it's Festivus. Was it in December or was it? It was roughly around Christmas usually unless his dad like forgot and it was February and he'd remember. (laughs) Um, 
which is like amazing. And so, of course, like they're going to work with that. Uh, I heard an interview with the woman who wrote the Marble Rye uh, uh-huh. episode, and she said that she showed up at a party, brought the hostess uh, Marble Rye, and the hostess didn't put it out to serve, which is like customary when someone brings food, you like display it to yeah. serve. So she took the marble rye home with uh-huh. her at the end of the night. And of course, they had to like exaggerate it to yeah. turn it into an episode. But I'm so impressed with their ability to take our seemingly like nothing interactions. And I know that's like cliche that Seinfeld's about nothing. The show about nothing but it yeah. like really is like impressive the way they were able to take mundane occurrences that maybe are a little weird and turn them into 30 minutes worth of content every week. And there's always the cliche like, oh, there's a Seinfeld episode about that. Yeah. Like, you hear that all the time. But, like, what an honor to be a cliche. Oh, yeah. To be referenced so so often that people become tired of hearing you Absolutely. Uh, I don't think another show has taken, like, the regular everyday inconveniences that we complain about more than anything and turn it into 30 minutes of content. Uh, Seinfeld is available on Hulu. Check it out. I assume you have already. If you haven't, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and you're in for a you treat. You must be Amish. <laughs> um, but I, it's worth revisiting, especially, I, I don't know, you're having a long day. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to start watching, like, Sharp Objects on HBO. You know, like, there are these shows that I know I need to be watching, but I'm like, I just kind of want to... Just relax and do the crossword. And, like, I can, I know Seinfeld so well that I can turn on an episode and know exactly. I don't even have to watch it. I yeah. know exactly what they're doing. I can be doing other things. It's there. It's familiar. It's my friend. And it's still deeply funny. Mm-hmm. So. I feel the same way. Seinfeld on Hulu. Thanks for joining us today. Please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Or don't if you hate it. Because we'd rather have no review than a bad review. For sure. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you again next week. Thanks, guys.